Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me at the table, my best friend in the Hawaii world. Oh, Matt. It's Matt Rowe! Maddie, we got good news to share with the we, Transmissions audience. We do. Jen had her sweet baby boy. She did. Uh, baby Andy is doing fine and... No, she said that it's an Andy. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I said it, when she made the announcement, she said it was Andrew. And I wrote her, I was like, which version of Andrew? Because it could just be Andrew or it could be Drew. Drew, yeah. And his middle name starts with a J. So I was like, they could do AJ. And she's like, could, could do AJ. It's a classic Andy. So we have a guest in the transmission studio. We do. We do. We do. Joining us for the first time on the show, but I. Have known this guy for quite a while. I've seen his stand up. He's been part of the Matt Noss Variety Show. I just was a part of a show that he has nothing to do with called Truth. Um, it's a long story. Please welcome to this show, Alex Bosnovich. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, Alex, we have a few questions that we ask everybody who comes on the show. How familiar are you with anthology horror? Um, I used to watch, uh, Tales from the Dark Side when I was a kid. Uh, I believe it was in reruns by the time I was watching it. Um, but Monsters, as we found out, uh, I did actually watch Monsters as well. I just didn't remember it until I saw the, uh, the, the, the intro. The, yeah. yeah. That intro will bring a lot of people back in. It was like, oh my God, the, the Cyclops with the cart. <laughs> yeah, with the yeah. cart. Yeah. And the crispy critters, yeah. The crispy critters was really what what kicked <laughs> the memory back. And the the thing is, it's candied, candied critters. critters. <laughs> but I always call them crispy critters. Yeah, uh, okay. and, yeah. Like, and yeah. See, I, this is how much this is how familiar I am with the intro. I don't even I don't even know that. Well, and I uh, Matt, and we this, should. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Uh, to this day, I am still expecting there to be a variation of my favorite. Every time I watch it, it's like. He's going to say it this time. And she never doesn't. does. She, she never, never does. Uh, that joyful noise you hear in the background is my daughter enjoying a bath. <laughs> um, because she is getting all cleaned up because this is the first episode of the second season. Oh, man. Uh, and what an episode it was, man. What an episode it was. And if this is a uh, marker for things to come, we're in a lot of a fucking tr- trouble. Yeah, guys. we were. Oh, man. I. You did not watch the second episode of this season, and I did, and that was what I thought we were watching. This Hold is on, this boys. is a this is a trend. <laughs> Today we watch season two, episode one, "The Face." It is customary around these parts. Around these parts. <laughs> around these parts. Um, <laughs> let me try that again. It is customary around these parts that we guess what the episode is about based on the title alone. We call it the dark side guess. Who would like to go first? Uh, I will go first. The face. In search of their newest face, Vance McEnroe and the board of the Worldwide Wrestling Association had finally settled on Buzzsaw Jones. What the board was unaware of were the conditions under which Buzzsaw left his last gig and his insistence that he never wrestled during the full moon. Whoa! I like that you took the face of wrestling. Yes. 
that's what I, when I saw the face, I was like, oh, it's about wrestling. And, you know, it wasn't. So. Oh, I could have used a wrestling one. All right, here we go. The face. Everyone knows that the hottest look in makeup comes from the brand Ugly Stick. But what is Ugly Stick putting in their makeup? My bet? Human souls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like I like the human souls at the end because you did like a little Don Pardo with it. <laughs> human souls, collective soul. <laughs> Could we hear your guess? Uh, yeah, uh, mine is not as detailed as either one of yours. That uh, does not matter. <laughs> this is after a hundred and thirty-three <laughs> episodes. Um, all right, my my guess was a a handsome, well-to-do young man has a deep darkness that he is hiding. I like that one. That 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 would be the description you'd find on IMDb. So <laughs> I was trying not to do like a, a Dorian Gray type thing because mm-hmm. I did feel like it could have gone that way, but. Unfortunately, well, I was thinking it was going to be some type of like lizard person situation, <laughs> uh, like like the V, or the, yeah, where they pull the face yeah, off. Yeah yeah, 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 that would have been amazing. Oh, um, if only you watched next week's episode. So. <laughs> oh, oh boy, none of these guesses were correct. So Matt, please hit us up with the sweet deeds. Sweet uh, so the face uh, aired on the first of October, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, for cultural context, the episode of Saturday Night Live that week was with Bruce Willis and Neil Young. The Bruce Willis connection will come in a little bit later. Musical um, guest Neil Young and Crazy <laughs> Horse. Uh, he actually performed three songs in that episode, which I thought was pretty what? bananas. Wow. The uh, writers took a week off. <laughs> Uh, this that was also the premiere episode of Saturday Night Live for the fifteenth season. So this episode was directed by Alan Coulter. Alan Coulter went on to actually be a, a fairly well regarded TV director. Um, I believe he's directed other episodes of Monsters uh, before, but he was also involved in shows like Ray Donovan, Vinyl, Boardwalk Empire, Sons of Anarchy, and Holy Sex and the City. Wow! Yeah, like he he went on to have like a legit career. Um, the episode was written, a bunch of canceled shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was written by Neil Marshall Stevens. We've uh, we've had another episode by Neil Marshall Stevens, but he is also known for movies such as Thirteen Ghosts, which I heard of, and then Demonic Toys, Personal Demons, Retro Puppet Master, and Murder Cycle. I've heard of murder. Yeah, murder yeah, because uh, when Jen went over his stuff, she was going over some of the other movies, and it was like, whoa, these all sound like they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> Ret- uh, Retro Puppet Master, I think we watched the trailer for, and I believe there's a Hitler puppet, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, I think I think what we did is we watched the trailer for the new Puppet Master that's got Thomas Lennon. Uh, because that was Thomas, or no, that was uh, Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich. Oh, God. It, I watched it because it was on Shudder, and it was like, whoa, they did shit I was not expecting. <laughs> I love that they named it the Littlest Reich. Well, like, yeah, because they the, were all Nazi puppets. The, so. cute, the cutest Reich that it could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tiniest, sweetest little Reich. <laughs> yeah, like with a little Hitler puppet and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, the episode starred... <laughs> Leaving uh, that far, far in the dust. <laughs> yes. Uh, the episode starred Imogene Coca uh, as the old woman, which I was kind of offended that they just called her the old woman. They couldn't give her a fucking name. It's Imogene Coca. 
Um, so I think most people would recognize Imogene Coca from Vacation as Aunt Edna. Uh, you, I think you probably know her from uh, your, your show of shows, shows with Sid Caesar. Uh, but she she actually started vaudeville at 13. Not you can a believe surprise. that. Yeah, not a surprise hmm. at all. Um, she was a long-working actress. Uh, she worked on shows as varied as Brady Bunch, Belittled. I'm sorry, not Belittled, Bewitched. I can't read my own writing. Uh, <laughs> Dick Moonlighting, Dick York are belittled. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moonlighting, Fantasy Island, uh, just tons of stuff from like the 50s to... She uh, she had her starring her role in your show of shows and then played always a secondary tertiary character who had a big part but usually was as the the crank mm-hmm. who would cause She did it really well though. Oh yeah, she really played <coughs> the uh annoying neighbor really, mm-hmm. really well. Um uh, she was she was a married uh she was the wife to Sid Caesar in one of their famous sketches, but I don't remember what it I don't know yeah, what they were called. Well, like the, the Hicken Loopers or something like that. Yes, and then that's the one where uh, she gets in. He gets into a car accident, and then he's wondering if she paid the insurance. I mean, things that your dingbat wife should do, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then their and then their child grows up to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode also starred Gregory Grove as Ray. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of credits. Uh, he was in a movie called. Two Idiots in Hollywood, and then another called Loving Jezebel, and then uh, just uh, like a short film here he and there. He looked so familiar. He but did, but I, I, he, you know what? He honestly, to me, kind of looked like Roy Clark from Hee Haw. Yeah. Okay. I can take that. Uh, and then the other actor in this episode, Gary Roberts, uh, who played Clifford, was in, for some reason, an episode of Another World. Uh, and a a, an episode, episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of the Equalizer. Kill him off immediately. <laughs> yeah. He will have no arc. <laughs> but he was also in Point Break, and he was Heinrich in Die Hard, one of the terrorists. Apparently, he was born in Berlin, so he could speak pidgin German or something. But uh, yeah, I just when I saw that, like I, you saw my face, and you go, "What? What did you find?" And I was like. He was a diehard. He was a diehard. <laughs> so the Bruce Willis on Saturday Night Live comes for eight, back to eighty nine. Is that? Oh uh, no, eighty seven was uh, was one. Or no, I'm sorry, eighty eight. When was when Diehard came out? Oh wow, wow. Okay, so yeah. he took a real step back then. He, I, I guess he did not leverage that diehard <laughs> byline. <Bump. Yeah>, so. <laughs> he buried that one in the resume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was Heinrich and diehard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a year or two later, he was in Point Breaks. I mean, I guess. Is he on the couch and getting shot in the foot? With <laughs> no, him? that was Anthony Kiedis. No, no, he was Australian cop. So he was in the very end when Brody's like going to surf on the huge waves. And, uh, oh. and Johnny Utah shows up and he's like, Brody, don't do it. <laughs> I knew I'd find you here. The 50-year storm. <laughs> I found Rosie in Mexico. <laughs> Come uh, on, man. <laughs> Don't you want to catch one more wave? <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to prison, man. This is this is the worst table reading of the point break. <laughs> what do you mean? Screw great. Ever. I've got it right here. I'm doing it. <laughs> 
Uh. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Candied critters. My favorite. Oh. Oh, it's, it's monsters. Our favorite show. Shh. It's starting. Let's, Let's watch, watch it. it. The door from the monsters swings wide open and... Jesus Christ, it's a comedy legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my first notes are, doors part, two dummies peer in, ouch, my cheek! Because they let you know within, I don't know, a tenth of a second, oh, I think you're going to have to take your, your scares with a few yucks on this now, one. Now, Alex, you don't... When you think of these shows, yeah, let's let's rewind a little bit. Okay. Um, when you think of Tales from the Dark Side mm-hmm. or a Monsters or you know um, Dark Gallery or Night Gallery, yeah, Night Gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always call it Dark Gallery because <laughs> I was super close to Rod Serling. Um, a Night Gallery or a Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone a little less, but like when you think of anthology horror. Oh, oh, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales That's from the it. Crypt oh, yeah. had had a comedy edge to it, but... But normally, what do you think of when I say those shows? Uh, I mean, obviously horror. That's the point. But, um, like, it just kind of, like, kitschy kind of stuff. Like, not... Yeah. Not really completely taking itself serious. Yeah. I, was, I kind of was coming... When I started the show, I thought these were a lot scarier. Mm-hmm. Than they were because I yeah, I was they, more focused on the horror. Yeah. But you kind of picked it up with like it's a little bit more like creep show. Yeah, where there mm-hmm. is a little bit more tongue in the cheek. But then there's episodes like this. This that just so here's the thing. When an episode like this happens, <laughs> we it's telling us that you just need to take your tongue and just. Fucking, fucking mash it <laughs> just straight through just, your goddamn cheek. Just, mm, if you when, don't need stitches afterward, you have fucking it, failed. You've done it wrong. <laughs> if, if it doesn't taste like a uh, an uncooked steak in your mouth. <laughs> right, by the end of this episode. Like a thousand pennies, you have failed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can you can do that with your tongue or drink one Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> this this intro is these guys I... make the wet bandits look <laughs> capable. Like criminal masterminds. Yeah, yeah. These these idiots are going into the bedroom. Now why oh, they would God. do this in the first place, like if you were robbing a place or Doing a creepy crawl, Charles Manson style. Charles Manson, <laughs> Charles Manson style. You don't go into the bedroom. Like, why do you want to do that? You could wake the person up, and you know you're obviously yeah. trying to rob the place. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. I I'm just speaking for myself here. But if I'm robbing a house, I'm not gonna take my shoes off either. Uh, well, I I would I would wear like those booties that like the cable people wear when they're installing things for like. You put yeah, the yeah. thing over. They take their fucking shoes off when they get in her bedroom. Yeah, and it's like, what? Do, do you think the cops are are gonna think like, oh, well, at least they're polite? No, <laughs> they, like you you wore your shoes through the entire house, but like, what? They're not gonna check forensics for the rest of the house. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Mutt and Jeff <laughs> walk into this place. 
could it not possibly make more noise? <laughs> like, and and they still didn't wake the old woman up. Like, they, <laughs> she was still soundest. Like, they could have just kept robbing the room. And, and like they didn't have to take the shoes off. Like, this is like the most <laughs> Apple Dumpling Gang moment of the episode. Yeah. Whereas, like, they might as well just had a broomstick trying to get the keychain yeah. off <laughs> of a sleeping guard. <laughs> Duh. Oh, we've almost got. Oh, <laughs> for a reason that is completely besides uh, or beyond me, or besides me, it's both. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They decided to wake Imogene Coca up. Yeah, they well, and they woke her up in the creepiest way possible. Where it's like, "Hey, lady, I'm not saying that I won't do bad things to you. Like, Jesus Christ, like, what is wrong with you? It was, it was." creepy but it was also like kind of polite because he just kind of like wiggled her toe a little bit oh like he didn't even like he didn't like excuse, shake her excuse me miss wake up i'm not saying that i'm going to rape you but i'm not <laughs> saying i won't either like fuck what why why would you lead with the one and then go to the other i'm i came in hot i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> so before we take another step forward in this episode did anybody else notice something odd about how this was filmed um there was there so was, much there was odd yeah there were so many was... like continuity uh issues in that first sequence <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it seemed like there were there were like a few dutch angles but I wrote they had so many Dutch angles it was like the floor was uneven. <laughs> well, I don't know if you if you saw a couple parts, but the floor did shake when the one guy fell over. It doesn't matter. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so I know that it's I know that it's dumb, but the one of the biggest problems that I had with the beginning was she asks what they're doing there, and he goes. I don't know. We're selling cookies for the Boy Scouts. Mm. Boy Scouts don't sell cookies. <laughs> they sell candy. Girl Scouts sell cookies. You idiot. Girl Scouts sell cookies. Boy Scouts sell popcorn. And, and candy and shit. <laughs> Jesus. And wreaths do Christmas time. Do your research. <laughs> if you're going to rob a place, at least have like a good opening line that doesn't start with rape. <laughs> you know, um... This is an audible. I'm going to call it right now, but better menacing first lines <laughs> that have nothing to do with rape. Um, stay right there. How about that one? That yeah. one seems very menacing. Or uh, since she's sound asleep, just don't wake her up. Don't wake yeah. her up. Like, Great just, option. Just yeah. keep robbing her and just yeah. leave. Well, so I think I think the thing is because they're. <laughs> I write that they whisper about finding money. Who knows the quality of this is fucking garbage because we have to watch it on YouTube again because Amazon Prime, for some reason, only has one season. Uh, and it's the first one. Yeah. And so it was kind of like money. I found rape. <laughs> Classic garble Class. garble. Yeah, yeah. Garble garble money. Garble yeah. garble. I mean, they, I mean, they hit all the keywords. Like, yeah. There, there's a moment of exposition that happens that is basically like, hey, old lady, you don't have a job, so you must be broke. No, so you must be rich because you never leave the house. 
So the money has to be here somewhere. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> their their logic their logic is flawless. They've never apparently heard of like the bank. Yeah, the bank <laughs> and social security and all that. Well, and, I like, mean, you would go to the bank every day and take money out. Like, who <laughs> does that? In the eighties, my mom would go to the ATM on the way to school. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the other thing is that, like, she, if she had money in the bank, she could, I don't know, write checks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she never had to leave her home. (laughs) The money was in the bank. (laughs) Well, and also maybe she's got, like, an accountant and the accountant handles her affairs. Like, nope. These, you know what? We thought about all of those and no. Yeah, <laughs> that was the answer we had in the writers' room. Is that this? These idiots think that this dumb broad is sleeping on a sack of doubloons. Well, and so the the um, I said we just want the money. Said the least rapey of the two, because like, you know who he reminded me of the um the least rapey one was the bartender from Roadhouse. <laughs> He, Pat, rem- he Pat, reminded um, me of the uh, the brother in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? that says, I <laughs> thought you was a toad. toad yeah. <laughs> John Turturro. And that, yeah. The other one. Not- oh, oh, uh, uh, Edward, or God, Timothy Blake Nelson, I think his name is. Uh, probably. I don't know. The, uh, yeah, the, the rapey one uh, in that first shot, it, it wasn't so much in the rest of the episode, but in that first shot, I just wrote down Ike Barinholtz. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, totally. In that first shot, he kind of did. He looked a little bit like Ike Barinholtz, and maybe like a few other angles throughout the episode. But like overall, I don't think that was uh, that was completely true. I have to save some of this criticism for the writers' room, um, where where we'll get a chance to kind of make the suggestions for how we can improve it. Because seriously, we start so cold with these guys because they don't steal anything. No. By, the, by the end of the first scene, they have stolen nothing. nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, what was the point? But it is at this point, after threatening Imogene Coca, that she decides to become a rabid dog and bite. Well, no, she pulls the gun on him, and then they, and have, they, and they that, have a struggle. Then like, they is have it the gun s- first, then bite? It's gun first, then bite, because yeah. then the guy's... <laughs> because he's struggling with it. He's, like, struggling with a 90-year-old woman. Yeah, uh, so the, the guy's like, hey, I'm a nice guy, and I just wrote, no one thinks you're a guy- nice guy. <laughs> no one. Or a guy. <laughs> a nice guy, yes. Um, <laughs> but, half uh, man, that, half kite. That's when... <laughs> half, half guy. Half <laughs> <Yeah>. Solid guy. <laughs> but that's when she, um, stop her, my mom will shoot on him and she pulls like a 357 magnum on him and the guy just kind of like dodges to one side dodges to the other grabs and then you like you said he wrestles with a 90 year old woman <laughs> who weighs 57 pounds i was so glad that they gave us the so glad they gave us the camera from phantasm on the gun <laughs> <laughs> see i was thinking that it was it was kind of uh like the the filming of fight scenes in dolomite or disco godfather where it just kind of 
they gave the camera to someone who was not qualified to hold the camera, and they were just like, just get everything in the shot. <laughs> they handed, well, they duct taped the gun to the bottom of the lens of the camcorder, and then they were just like, move this back and forth in front of his face, would you? Yeah. <laughs> well, the like it was fun. when she pulled the gun out and pointed it at him. I, literally right before that he was just he was sitting on the bed with her and as soon as she points the gun he's like lunging at like what happened like did he stand up at some point right <laughs> uh, yeah this is where the continuity issues come into play <laughs> one of the hundreds of continuity issues <laughs> what i don't understand is why she didn't just shoot him in the face <laughs> she pulled it and was just like and now i'm going to engage in a soliloquy like nope just pull that trigger <laughs> yeah i mean i was told if i pull my gun out i better shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. I never pull a gun on someone if you don't intend on using it. Yeah. <laughs> well, to or even just say, "Get back, get back." <laughs> Classic. You aren't going to use that thing, old lady. Shoot the ceiling. Aim again. But <laughs> she takes out this hand cannon, and they might as well have just started playing yakety sax <laughs> because it was like, did somebody order something zany? <laughs> And then my man in the background, so Ray's up front. Clifford is in the back. Clifford, Clifford is the least rapey one. Yeah, he is the comedic relief because he is like, she's aiming the gun. He's ducking. She fires. He gets oh, a hole in his shoe. Goes right through his shoe. And then he looks through the hole. Gunshots. And then he, uh, well, so this is where she gets uh, like a hold of his hand, bites him, and then he <laughs> gingerly hits her head against the headboard. She dead. Um, <laughs> That's what I wrote. She dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Meanie tells Dummine to keep his pie hole shut, threatens to kill him. They're brothers. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you don't trust anyone, I guess. Uh, the, and so Clifford is like, well, we need to get you to the clinic. Uh, and I think he then threatens to kill him again. I don't know. Uh, tonight never happened. <laughs> and is that where the act break is? Uh, no, it is just a, a couple seconds because, um, it's then, uh, back in Ray's apartment. Oh yeah. Uh, and he wakes up from a nightmare, checks his hand and it's pulsing and it looks like a hand is forming on his hand and with that it's an act break we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this in the middle of nowhere this elite force will uncover a hidden truth now this has been a secure government compound we have reason to believe that that security has been breached Protected by another world. <laughs> to survive, they will have to unlock the secrets. This is ground zero for the invasion. Of this deadly war machine and destroy it. Mm. 
motorcycle. <laughs> oh man. I love any trailer that just ends coldly with murder. The title. Yeah. <laughs> murder cycle. <laughs> that trailer looks great. I I don't understand why the goo came out of the asteroid or meteor or whatever it is attached itself to a motorcycle and then instantly had a rider with a helmet on. <laughs> Just why? Right. Why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't you just ride? The, like you're an alien intelligence who just assimilated a motorcycle. Why don't you just drive it yourself? Why do you need a rider, <laughs> Matt? Number this one. Is, this is why none of my scripts ever sold. I get it. You don't have to remind me again. It's much Matt. cheaper to have a rider than to have <laughs> a self-moving motorcycle. <laughs> you know the budget for a self-moving motorcycle. Buy a motorcycle and then drag it. I mean, you don't. You don't even have to have like. You, all you have to do is just show the motorcycle moving. You put it on a like a tractor or whatever. A dolly. Yeah. <laughs> like. What about the action shots though? That like jumping. You ramps. just. Oh man, the jumping ramps! I didn't think about that. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, you no, just, what you would what you would have to do is you would have to try to get one of them on the motorcycle to take control of it. <laughs> and that's when it goes up a ramp and they're like, no. And then <laughs> like it explodes into a fireball and then like it skids and they're like, oh, but at least it's gone. And they look over and then it just revs its engine. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. This is giving me an idea for my Stop. next. Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. Motorcycle two. <laughs> Motorcycle's revenge. <laughs> There was a moment there that reminded me of Commando, um, <laughs> mainly because there were so many bodies flying through the they air. Were, yeah. And it's like in Commando when uh, Arnold is blowing up the mansion. Yes, at the you, end. You can see like the catapults that, yep. <laughs> that fling the People. stuntmen. Yeah. I mean, can you can you imagine going to see Commando when it came out? And expecting like a hard action movie, and then like doesn't he pick up an elevator at one point or something? Like it, it the movie is ridiculously wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that it, it, it isn't an enjoyable there movie. There is a moment where uh, you've seen Commando. I have not seen. Commando. There's a lot oh, that I have not man, seen. So I many things that you have missed. Yes, I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but I'm gonna spoil it at the yep. end. <laughs> He throws a pipe through a person. <laughs> and didn't, steam didn't... comes out of that pipe, <laughs> to which he, of course, says, let off some steam. <laughs> didn't Kill by Kill do Commando? I'm pretty yeah. sure they did. No, yes. I, I think, so with a scene like that, I think you come up with that line first, right? And then you're like, how do we make oh, this yeah, line? Oh, yeah, you work backwards. <laughs> you reverse engineer it. Exactly. Yeah, like, oh, man, how else can he kill people? Well, he's got to throw a knife through somebody and they stick to the wall and he says, stick around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't a cool line after you kill somebody be like, let off some steam? How do we get to that? Uh, wow. Well, he could throw a hot pipe through someone. <laughs> well, one and done. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Next problem. All right. <laughs> who's who's going to go get lunch? <laughs> Next catchphrase. Stick around. Oh. We've done the knife bit. Um, 
glue factory now you're talking (laughs) and we're back the second act uh starts off with um well a little brotherly squabble yeah uh clifford comes over from the package store what the fuck does that mean (laughs) oh that's they, they robbed a package store what does that mean like a like a fedex or a ups or Post office or something? Don't rob a post office. That's a federal crime. That's, I'll tell you what, Manny. You know, I have no idea what the fuck they were talking about. I, I don't either. So, Alex, did you pick up anything in your notes about this argument these brothers are having? No, I was still too distracted by the hand monster. Um, oh, I, yeah. I literally I wrote hand monster. And then as all that was happening, I kept thinking of a better way to say hand monster. And then I just <laughs> crossed it out and wrote face hand. <laughs> Right, because the before the argument starts, he takes off the bandage on his hand yeah. to reveal like a gasping Kuato esque hand yeah, face. Yeah. And um immediately at this point, because I am who I am, I wrote down, Man, I can't wait to jerk off with this. <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing that came to mind too. I was like, is that but is that is that jerking off or is that uh, blowjob though at that I point don't, I, no. I don't think I don't think that the mouth really goes that far <laughs> but if there isn't an anime that answers this question, question. for us <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed <laughs> and I love I love after the fight like the hand starts making noise again and, and I write down again can't wait to drink off with this <laughs> and then the first thing he does is pour alcohol on it I'm like ah, I gotta get it drunk first <laughs> this guy is a creep <laughs> even to his own body <laughs> the brother's fight seems to go on for an eternity and the the Ray I think at some point actually says you're breathing my air which made me think of Life in Hell, where uh, Matt Groening had created like the 13 types of brothers, and one of them was the bully, and he says, I told you to quit breathing my air. Now I'm mad. <laughs> yes. And that just made me think of Ray 100%. <laughs> so obviously Matt Groening stole it from this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thief! <sighs> My favorite part of that was the uh, the forehead flick. that was so so disrespectful (laughs) the forehead flick and then he gives him a purple nurple (laughs) yes yes now I have an older brother Alex do you have any siblings I am an only child okay and I know yeah you know that I have an older brother and an older sister an older sister who both beat me up so yes when did it stop did it ever stop the beating of you up when I threw my brother through a wall is when it stopped with my brother. Um, and then my sister, eventually, it just turned into psychological warfare. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, like, eventually, eventually in a normal brother relationship, like... It stops. The younger brother will spaz out and break the older brother's nose. nose or uh. throw the other brother through <laughs> a wall that was just re-drywalled, so... And either you won't be talking to each other Ever, or you learn how to communicate in different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I I personally learned how to talk in a different way. But when I was when I was fourteen, twelve, ten, my brother to flick me in the head or on the ear or anything like that would not be out of bounds. That would be definitely in play. But these are older men. Yeah, like, these, these are, are yeah. 
these are grown ass adults. Mid yeah. twenty, early thirty, I would say. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that's like uh, that's like uh, when Charlie Murphy was. Uh, Yes, the 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 Rick James. yeah, the Rick James getting slapped with the gloves or whatever. It's like somebody's got to die after that, right? Like, yeah, that's just how that goes. Right, we aren't. I am not a kid anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, but like that type of physical teasing is something that is supposed to be done by the time you reach eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just supposed to be over. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it still exists in this relationship is maddening, number one. And number two, just speaks to how immature these two idiots are. Oh, but the, it just gets worse throughout the episode. But yeah. Again, I can't wait to jerk off with this face. In my- well, I actually, I did write uh, hate in his palm. Because I think hate was- is the hate is the secret. Yeah, is yeah. what is what the the hand says to him. So yeah, after the brother leaves, he takes the bandage off and starts talking to the old lady in his yeah, hand. the old lady in his hand. Yeah, and I like I don't know, I it just <laughs> aggressive porn just comes to my, like <laughs> like <laughs> like this face manifested because he's watching very hateful porn or something. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have been watching Meat Holes. Yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> that was the worst named uh, porn site from meat like... Holes? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that was a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. If you just want to watch your conscience die, die. On, the van- on the vine. Uh, I don't even think it exists anymore. I hope it doesn't. I haven't checked. Yeah. I haven't checked. This I'm is not, like, I'm not gonna check. This so. is easily from 15 years ago. Oh, okay, all right. So it probably does then. Yep. Um, hate is her power. Yep. Uh, and so she starts threatening him. Um, and I, I think that he weakly tries to fight back. And for some reason, she says, "Your own flesh will kill you, Raymond, and you'll kill your own flesh." And that's when he grabs a knife and he's about to ash himself. And she. Uh, she starts goading him to do it. And I think that's when he just says, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yes. And has like a shut up tantrum. But she she basically says like, you cut your hand off, I'll be on your forearm. You yeah. cut your forearm off, I'll be on your arm. The deeper you cut, the harder I'll go. <laughs> and then I'm like, God, would this guy just jerk off? <laughs> it is so obvious. This, 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 That's this, the solution. That's what, yeah. This face is randy. I mean, I think <laughs> we're all just distracted by wanting him to jerk off. Like, they should have just, <laughs> they should have just did it. We could have moved on. We could have moved on. And then the face could have been like, <laughs> oh, God, man, shook, just don't, just don't do it. Shook don't something do, loose, tiger. tiger. <laughs> yeah. Just like Bukaki, his palm. <laughs> oh, she loves it. Um, it is at this point that I realize what a Resident Evil 7 house this guy's living in. <laughs> it's for real. This is just a garbage pit of a it house. Is just the dingiest of the ding. <laughs> there is blood everywhere for no reason. He is wearing, like, his hand is what's hurt. Mm-hmm. He is wearing a, a wife beater that is covered in blood well i think i think that he rubbed the um the blood from the bite on his but he only has one i'm pre- i'm i'm presupposing that days have gone by um do you do you think that this guy has like a closet full of clothes to wear this guy is like two pants two shirts max i mean wife beaters come in packs of three i mean correct there's got to be another wife beater in that house yeah but how long ago did he buy them <laughs> 
That's the better question. Oh, that's right. They're covered in the blood from the other incidents. <laughs> yeah. The other robberies. Yeah, those those things are evidence. He got rid of those. Yeah. <sighs> that, are, uh, that actually is the act break when he when he has the shut up tantrum and uh she laughs at him. Um yeah, that's that's the act break. So uh we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. You can have the power of the Fantastic Four. It's clobbering time. With thin feet and thin hands, the earthquake and moon-shaken power of the thing can be yours. I am the thing. Turn up the heat. I am the human torch. With the human torch mask and gloves. Loaded with the sounds and missile firing action of the human torch. Yeah. Is Dr. Doom finished? Pizza. Yeah. Thing hands, thin feet, and the human torch mask and gloves set. Okay, so I know, I, who, I know where there'll be a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't get to watch the videos. You, you were selfishly watching them by yourself, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, but there is a part in the Fantastic Four one around the point of Doctor Doom where you just hear like. What happened? <laughs> oh, the kid jizzes. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> he throws a rope across <laughs> the room. <laughs> uh, no, what happens is uh, that's the part where he's the human torch. Mm-hmm. And he does have projectiles that he shoots. Oh. And I think they just hit Dr. Doom and in the face. Hulk hands, baby. I remember when those came out. Those mm-hmm. were very popular. Yeah, I remember green, like punching things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can remember <laughs> when when Failblog was like in the first couple weeks there was this one picture of these two kids like I don't know probably teenagers and the one was going to punch the other one in the face but the other one had punched the other in the balls. <laughs> and it was one of the funniest things I had seen. In a long time, and like I laughed so hard, I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite uh, laugh. In the yeah, world. <laughs> just because it was so stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Did um did you ever own those Hulk hands? I mean, they were no. kind of past when I would be buying toys. But yeah, I never, I never had a pair of Hulk hands. Oh. I had a, a friend of mine. Actually, I didn't have him. My friend had the uh, the Nerf fencing kit. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I my brother would probably get that and then just find a way to take my eye, eye out with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, no, we what? we sincerely fenced. You gave it everything you yeah, could. Yeah, we did. We we were very competitive with the fencing. That would have. That would have ended in death in my house. <laughs> I remember this is this is related to fencing. There was an NES game, a Summer Games, I believe it was called, and one of them was fencing. Talking about siblings, mm-hmm. and I was oh, playing no. my brother, and I was cleaning his clock, <laughs> and like I started to gloat. Oh no! <laughs> and he just throws the controller. <laughs> And maybe he hits me, maybe he doesn't. But he goes, not everybody's good at this, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh and, man, like, you had the typical younger brother overconfidence. Oh and yeah. It, <laughs> and I don't think he ever played video games with me again our whole life. Like to this day. I don't think we've ever he played video games. He undoubtedly hit you. <laughs> <laughs> hey idiot. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of our pain. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the pain at hand. And we're back. Not much to say about the final act. No. Uh, uh, um, I immediately wrote down that uh, he, he didn't trust Cliff to keep his mouth shut about the robbery, but sent him out into the world to find a witch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Cliff keeps on the scale <laughs> of stupid tasks yeah. to assign an idiot. <laughs> there is a moment later in the episode where he's like, "I don't even know where to begin with. This. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking for. <laughs> Haven't had any luck, big yeah. bro." <laughs> so <laughs> this 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 whole thing is is kind of a fever dream. Uh, Cliff shows up. He's talking to Ray, says he should see a doc, and for some reason they both look in the mirror. Ray calls them zombies, uh, and then Cliff thinks he's being weird, and then Ray thinks that he got the bite because she was like a wolf man, <laughs> where he goes, yeah, it's like those those old wolf man movies. So weird. So I was I was kind of confused. Did, did, was Cliff aware of face hand? Mm-hmm. Okay, I Hold think I, I think he was, wasn't he? No, I thought when we have the whole "I'm cursed" thing, which I believe. Oh, was you know what? He put tape on her mouth to shut her up so he couldn't hear you. Right. Oh, is that what it was? Because right. I and also then, wrote down why doesn't Face Hand talk when Cliff is around? But I didn't mm-hmm. see the tape. Yep, he taped her mouth shut, okay. uh, and he then says, it says it she's himself. trying to drive me crazy. He says, "I taped your mouth shut to himself." apropos of nothing to make sure us the audience knew that's what <laughs> happened uh so this is when he tells cliff i want you to find someone who can lift the curse just go just go downtown find a witch <laughs> you're my little genius because witches are just downtown yeah you just in, the, you in their did, witch yeah. shop <laughs> yeah there's just like a witch swinging a dead chicken like <laughs> you hey yeah you need a they're like outside of the the witch's home depot or something <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hexes are us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he calls him my little genius. You have called him a fucking moron this entire episode. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I need you to do something. You're my little genius. You're you're a smart guy. Go do it. And <laughs> his, his excuse for, like, I don't think I'm going to have results is I don't even know what you want. So I don't know how I'm going to find it. I'm just going to go. Maybe you'll die. Maybe you won't. We'll and find out. That, it is that at this moment, then I think Clifford's not as dumb as we think. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, you're right, Clifford. <laughs> you could just leave forever with the the money that you didn't take, you goddamn idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, at that point, it, it's pretty clear that Clifford is not the dumber one. Because Clifford, because <laughs> <laughs> well, he leaves and presumably to find a witch... And Ray is confident that he's going to find this witch because <laughs> he's the dope. But 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 for some reason he still goes and burns his, his hand. hand with a propane <laughs> torch. And oh. this is how this is how we really know that Clifford is not the dumb one. Is when he arrives 
later, for some reason, wearing a white suit. I don't get this. Uh, he walks in and he's like, uh, you shouldn't leave a torch lying unattended. When he burns the hand, I write down, couldn't you drown her? <laughs> I mean, why are you starting with the most detrimental thing in the world? Like, I didn't try to drown well, it. And she already was like, hey, dude, you can cut your hand off. I'm coming back. Like, oh, you you, you think burning her isn't just going to make her show up on your dick or something? <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? <laughs> well, that's that's why... <laughs> That's why he's mad. Well, no, I get it. That's why he's not jerking off. Because she'll oh, he show doesn't want, her yeah. doesn't want that transference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then just jerk off with the other hand. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's, that's yeah. That would that that's would be just a, a silly theory. <laughs> I mean, two faces. <laughs> so yeah, Cliff shows up and Ray's on the floor. <laughs> Talk about when you're 69. My humpty nose will tickle <laughs> your ring. <laughs> Oh, Matt. <laughs> I got a whole other face down there. I, don't know, I, I feel like this is the point of the episode where I wrote down, this feels like community theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny because uh, the the final scene that we're about to walk into, I wrote, oh, Tarantino watched this showdown and took notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's really awful. Um, So Clifford... Shows up in in the white suit, no witches. Sorry, dude. Um, and then he uh, he started thinking about this whole arrangement. Doesn't like it, and then just says, "You're full of it, Ray." Um, <laughs> and he shoots Ray in the back. Uh, to which Ray spins around, uh, just spins around like a crazy person, like uh, like John Belushi. In uh, any number of sketches on Saturday Night Live, just spins around and then slides down on the ground, and this is when you see the floor shake. Well, this soundstage was built with quality and love, and also had to be done in a week and then torn down in two days. Uh, so <laughs> we have again, Matt, one videotape to record <laughs> this whole episode on. So <laughs> unless you have another tape in your car. <laughs> Uh, I do not. We're playing the cards we're dealt. <laughs> so, um, oh wait, I'm sorry. He doesn't fall. Or no, he does. He falls down. And I think that's when Clifford goes to like gloat and Ray lunges at him and scratches his back. And, uh, then Clifford shoots him in the face. In the head. In the, in the forehead. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, the forehead's part of the face, guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, and that? that's when, that's when he flicks him. Yeah. <laughs> Back up! Get off my dick! Uh, I'll put a hand in your face. <laughs> you got chocolate on my face. Here. You got peanut butter on my oh, hand face. <laughs> hand face. Um, <laughs> when your face becomes a hand, and your hand becomes a face. <laughs> No, Billy Idol wrote that song. <laughs> Face without a hand. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wrote, oh, let me guess. He's going to get a face on his back now. Um, and <laughs> Well, there was a moment before he pulled the gun that he had his hand covered by a gun. And I was like, if he reveals he has a face hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what to do with this episode. But, no, but uh, gun. yeah, then we we see um, Ray's on the ground, and Clifford walks over, and hey, there's nothing wrong with his hands. What was he yammering on about this whole time? And then for some reason, from the last scene to this scene, or I should say just from one cut to the other, he turns into fucking Quasimodo right. with this giant back prothesis. Yeah, <laughs> this giant back prothesis. And then he like takes his shirt off and they are both now on his back laughing and probably calling him a dummy. I don't know. Right. I, well, it's took, hard to it's hard to tell with the high pitched voice. They took voices. two faces from the catacombs of aliens <laughs> and they put them animatronically, put them on his back. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and they're calling the, him a dummy and and stuff and laughing at him and, and yeah. That's the episode. Alex, did you have any notes that you needed to share that we missed or glossed over? Um. No, I, I think I think the, that was I think that was uh, everything for me. <laughs> well, let's go to the, let's go to the writers' room. Is there anything that you could do that could fix this episode, or if you were to rewrite it from scratch, uh, what would you rather have done? Well, I don't think that the the concept of the episode is bad. That she transfers her soul to him and is cursing him. It's just. The beginning part of the episode was super tongue in cheek, and then when it goes back to their place, it's right. It, it's it, cat the, on the a theme, hot tin. Yeah, oof. yeah. The <laughs> the theme of the episode changes, um, or not the theme, but like thematically, it's it, no longer tongue in cheek. Now it's just two brothers arguing and. Right, they're trying to give me the fly in 20 minutes, but the person that made you the fly is a woman that had a zany gun in the first yeah. act. Yeah, it, I, um, I, I would, I, for one, I would pick, like, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be, like, a curse episode where these two guys are bad guys um, that end up, you know, like, double crossing each other after they kill the old lady or is it going to be a funny episode where like you focus on the the woman cursing him and and you know whatever humor can be milked out of that but don't don't go with what we had where it was just throw everything in a blender hit puree and see what happens well it it's a common issue where there's no stakes like yeah. there is nothing propelling the incident Mm-hmm. forward yeah because because the first act is so muddled we have no real reason for them to be robbing this house we don't even have like we don't even have that whispered the whispered conversation that they put all the goofy and zaniness in should be i know she has the money in here mm-hmm. it has to be in here but we'll wake her up and then she should have been, when she gets woken up, guys, you don't want to do this. You don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You leave now, I'll keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do this... You'll regret it. For you'll regret it for, your, yeah. for the rest of your life. And they're like, bullshit. And then she says, like, thinner. You know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. she says... Face she, hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but seriously. What the fuck does that mean? Pow. <laughs> but really, like, she could have just said face. Mm-hmm. And, and that could have put it in motion. Just whatever. It doesn't matter. They They could have done it. So I was just thinking. <clears throat> and this episode reminds me. Because of its aimlessness, it reminds me of the episode of Tales from the Dark Side where the woman is supposed to be trying to lose weight and the fruit end up talking to her. Yes. yes. Only that episode had talking fruit, which was awesome. And this episode had a screaming hand, <laughs> which was not. So I, at least that episode, like we kind of enjoyed because it took such a crazy turn. Um, but it, that episode seemed kind of aimless and like half baked, and this one was also aimless and half baked. The Alex, did you have any thoughts? Should, I, I don't know. I just shouldn't one of the brothers be likable. I mean, I think they tried to make Clifford likable, and that he wasn't. Probably a serial rapist, where Ray definitely was. But I, I don't. I just his. I the end kind of makes him not likable. He, yeah, he shoots Ray in the back. Uh, he he gets all cocky and gloaty. Like I I, I feel like <laughs> like if he was playing a video game with his brother. Yeah, and he was beating <laughs> him. <at fencing. laughs> But yeah, I I just I feel like by the end of it, you you end up just hating everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I mean, I didn't really hate the old woman, but like by the time she infects his hand and stuff, I was like, eh, you know, I could deal without her too. <laughs> <sighs> There's a lot of problems. I probably would have scrapped it, started from the ground up. Yeah, I, I don't. I would have made mine. I would have made the one with Buzzsaw Jones, where he's a werewolf wrestler. That would have been more interesting. <laughs> the, this is the problem with this episode is that, like, we all watched it, and I think the moment we're done talking about it, it's going to be gone from our collective memory. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> it is going to fly out of my ear, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that's a shame because it could have been something. Yeah, yeah. it could have, but it wasn't. I mean, we had, I, I was... And I that's was, the monster's curse. <laughs> yeah. I, I We were talking when you were upstairs about, like the first season had some great episodes. It had some good episodes. It had some middling episodes, but even the middling episodes were solid. Were, episodes. were better than so many tales episodes. This is, I hope this is not a harbinger of things to come, of things to come but I am Nervous. fearful because I have watched the second episode, though I do know that farmer's daughter is this season. So, That'll be a high point for me, but Soupy Sales. Oh, I know. Yep, yep, yep. I have talked about that episode many times. Hey, okay. Matt, give us a scale. Guys, how many squealing back faces would you give this episode? Three and a half? Yeah, yeah. I'm at I'm at three. Out but I ten. think I'm I think I'm gonna uh, bump it up ten. to uh three and a half just because um I wanna be I wanna be like you. <laughs> so <laughs> How many squealing back faces would you give this? Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a solid three. Three? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't. I, yeah, three. Three. I think is appropriate for for this episode. Yeah, I would agree. Alex, how can people get in contact with you or find out what you're up to? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. 
uh, at Popper Shango. Popper Shango. Yeah. I do follow you. It's very fun. Uh, <laughs> it's very fun. Um, and what is going on with the podcast that you're not a part of that you're a part of? Um, the, the podcast that I'm not a part of that I'm a part of is called uh, Truthcast. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, and like one more place that I can't remember right now. Um, it comes out every Thursday. Um, it is a conspiracy parody show. Um, myself and Mike Bobbitt have nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> but the two people who do have something to do with it are, uh, Thomas Luge and little Dickie Ricketts. And I'm not saying anything out of context, but I believe the 4th of July episode came out last Thursday, and there might be a character. I don't know if you know him. Oh, no. (laughs) We call him Andy Bones. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I was like, what rhymes with Alex Jones, but isn't it? I'm like, Andy Bones. (laughs) Andy Bones is on Truthcast. uh, Oh, God. It's a good time. (laughs) I got to slow it down right now. Do you talk about tactical wipes? I gotta. I gotta. I, oh shit! Damn it! Damn it! Matt. No, just just a lot of vitamins. Do you do you talk about how you can barely keep the lights on? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I say I'm a man. Uh, quite a few times. Seventeen seventy six. We'll be back. Every every. Alex told me uh, before we recorded his favorite thing about Alex Jones is this, how emotional he gets about America. Yeah. And like oh, how man. I'll almost start crying. As oh, like, not almost. He cries. Yeah. yeah. And he I cries. was like, this is Mary's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so check out Truthcast is the search uh, because I had a hard time finding it until I just put in Truthcast all as one word. Yep. And you can get in contact with us at tftds pod on twitter t from the dark side on instagram and facebook t from the dark side at gmail.com if that's what you like to do i have checked our email nobody has emailed us so i am <laughs> good there but i i did miss a note uh from Stephen power uh from like may where we said a nice oh. thing about him and he was like hey guys through Instagram. He was like, hey guys, thanks for the shout out. Made my day. And then like stony silence. From <laughs> us. Probably stop listening. You get one. Um, in the meantime, uh, did, Matt, did I forget anything? Uh, try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Ink Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time. Try to enjoy the daylight.